the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons. Proud to make noise, Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. And that is straight ever clear in the cup. Tis indeed the Fade 5 Podcast presented by Suavecito Tequila. Go to Total Wine and More right Stink it now and pick up uh, some reposado, uh, maybe an añejo. And if you want to get super fancy, extra añejo. Yeah, splurge a little bit on yourself. You deserve it uh, with a bottle of Suavecito. All right, Lundy, uh, we got some hoops. Hope day action yet again. I was up over five units last night. Uh, the only thing I really missed uh, was the number one play on the board yesterday, and that was Oklahoma State. Uh, who laid a day got thanks to the elongated Grady Dick. Uh, and I emphasize elongated because he was draining triples left and right. When the good Dick shows up for Kansas, uh, they're nearly impossible to beat. And that was certainly the case last night in Stillwater. So Casade Lundy, uh, with their wife being a massive fan of the D and the Kansas, uh, she was probably elated, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. I mean, what what kind of question is that? Of course she was late. <laughs> uh, she also, uh, by the way, um, she was participating uh, frequently in all the dick jokes. Uh, oh, as, yeah. we were, as we were uh, sitting there on the couch watching, like she just kept, she was making her own and then she was laughing at some of the stuff that the, uh, that the announcers were saying. You know, it's um, our uh, uh, our buddy uh, Brad uh, Greg Wyshynski. Uh, oh yeah, I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Greg started a thing a long time ago that he used to do on Twitter that was hashtag hockey porn. Yeah, um, and what it was was it was if the announcers in the middle of a broadcast said something that c- you could totally take out of context. Um, you know, and so it was things like you know, fantastic stick movement in the crease stuff like that right <laughs> um and it was just i, I mean wasinski was a riot with it um and used to have hashtag hockey porn uh, now that he's working for the four letter he doesn't do it quite as much as he did when he was your colleague at yahoo yeah. however um it does still exist out there and i have a feeling um that we're going to wind up with uh hashtag college basketball porn here before too long with the way uh grady dick has been and some of the other names that pop up in college hoops Yes, uh, rim shots need not apply when it came to Grady Dick last night. Uh, and I'll let your mind wander on that because we're going to start things off in the senior circuit of the basketball world in the NBA player prop today. I'll lead things off, uh, Letty, because I may be stealing a bit of your thunder. I'm going to go into your own backyard and say Nikola Jokic gets one stinking three. Just one is all I need. Uh, minus 125 right now at DraftKings if he nets one against the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, you know, you look at Jokic. Uh, he's only hit one three in a game uh, once in his last six contests. Uh, and a guy who has uh, gone over, he hasn't even attempted three in back-to-back games. So he's overdue because he's averaging 2.23 pointers attempted per game and is also netting 0.93s per game. So nearly making one per game on average, where he's shooting 39.1% from beyond the arc. Now, earlier this season, he was over three against the Mavs and his lone contest against uh, Big D. Uh, that was way back in early December. And Dallas, too, has allowed the fewest made triples 
given up 11 even, 11 flat in their last 10 games, allowing just 31.3% from way downtown. But all I need, a little pick and pop action, a top of the key that's normally where he shoots these. Use the glass if you have to, Nicola. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, and I'll also bet on a triple-double. Hell, why don't we just parlay uh, a triple-double for Nikola Jokic along with one made three, and that would certainly be ultra-juicy. So, Lundy, I don't know if you're on that with me. Early fade or follow time, but uh, what do you like tonight in the association? Uh, so, uh, true story, Jokic has actually screwed me the last two games because I've actually had one-game parlays that involved him making a three. Uh, and as you just yeah. pointed out, not only did he not make one, uh, the son of a bitch didn't even attempt one, one. Uh, yep. which just drives me crazy. But whatever. Uh, no, I, I, I think you're on to something because you get to um, uh, you get to what we refer to as HD. Uh, he's due. Oh, uh, he's, just, he's just due. He's just due, man. It's like you can't take a guy like that and expect him not to pop a three uh, at some point. Plus, this is going to be such a great matchup tonight as you get uh, the new look Mavericks coming to Denver uh, for what is. Uh, you know, kind of putting a bow on wrapping up uh, the before the all-star break for the Nuggets. So this is kind of their last hurrah uh, before they go. Um, yes, I am one of those people. Yes, I know I'm a homer, but I will also say that the NBA completely hosed the Nuggets when it comes to the all-star game. How do you have the number one team in the West with one player? One. And I'm not talking about the roster. I'm talking about Contavious Caldwell-Pope is shooting 45% from outside the arc. On the number one team in the West, how do you not invite him to the three-point competition? Right, right. Stupid stuff like that, man, that is where it just drives me nuts with what the NBA does. Um, I've got a player prop for you, Brad, here before we get into the fade five. Um, the New York Knickerbockers will be on the road to take on Atlanta. Give me the over on Julius Randle on his PRA at 41.5. That is where it sits. It is juiced slightly to the minus 120 uh, over there at DraftKings. But here is what uh, Randall has been averaging uh, against Atlanta uh, so far in three games this season. So this is number four against the Hawks. He is averaging 26.7 in points, 10.7 in boards, and 4.3 in assists. So that is right at this number. It is right there, but it's just a tick above it. So the fact that he's averaging this against Atlanta, I like the value. You could also back it off and just go with his points if you want to at 26 and a half. I like it better with the PRA in case he's cleaning the glass like he has been and gets that double-double locked in. Uh, so give me the over on Julius Randle, 41 and a half PRA on the road against the Hawks. That is uh, a 7.30 Eastern time game, by the way, just uh, in case you're trying to make sure you get your bet bets in on time. Yes, and don't be an HD, which uh, in my world stands for huge dick. Back Lundy with this one. I'm talking about the Grady version. With oh, that on oh, the oh. <laughs> on right. the docket and in right. the books, let's right. get after it with another. Hits a parlay. Hits a parlay and gets out of control. Edition. Yes, it does. Of the fade five. Number five. 
Alright, and we're all Cinco on the countdown today, uh, and it's uh, gotten salacious here on the podcast already, uh, just 7 minutes and 40 seconds in. Uh, I am going to take on an SGP Marquette on the money line, and I'm going to take the total down, which is sitting right now 160 or 159.5, whatever book you're using, uh, to 152.5. I constructed this, you might say, F, it's minus odds? You didn't get seduced by the juice? What's up, bro? Well, I'm trying to build a bankroll here, so I have this at a very lowly minus 105 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Marquette and Xavier with the marquee matchups, uh, not only in the Big East, but in all of college basketball tonight. And you got a pair of teams that absolutely fly up and down the court. Uh, you look at Xavier, number 23 in the season, and adjusted tempo. Marquette, number 90 in that category. More importantly, Xavier, number five in the nation, and effective fugal percentage offense. Marquette, Doing it even better. Number two in the nation in that category. Both are also susceptible defensively. Number 216 in EFG defense. Uh, does Xavier rank and Marquette even worse at number 239? The first game uh, was 80 to 76. So I'm no math major, but that's a, a buck 56 in total. Uh, so I'm not playing the standard line here, though it could exceed and get into the 160s. Uh, I just think this game. Um, will you know comfortably be in Marquette's favor in the end something like 83 79 and build a little cushion there with the money line and that over on 152 and a half minus 105 at DraftKings on this SGP Lundy fade or follow Sean Miller versus Shaka Smart oh I, I'm all about I'm all about getting smart uh, I'm all about uh, the old, what was it, like in the 60s? Get smart. Get Remember smart. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, uh, I'm all about that. Love them on the money line. Love the fact that you found a way to be able to get a total. You know, eh, minus one. You know, I don't like that minus. It's just I'm looking at it on the screen here. Don't get greedy. YouTube, don't get greedy. Nothing. I will get greedy. Wait till you see what I'm working on in bonus time. <laughs> oh. of a I'm getting, I'm getting right. greedy. I'm, I'm just, I'm also slightly on tilt. Uh, love this. By the way, I'm following. I'm also slightly on tilt. After, I don't even know what I saw last night with the Lobos. What oh, the arc was that? I, 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 I have an explanation. I do. Their starting point guard, who's one of the best in the Mountain West, really in, in all of Western basketball, Jalen House, was out with a hamstring injury. You take away that point, man, and they're discombobulated. And they certainly yeah, were against Wild from start to finish. Wyoming was 0 and 6 on the road this season uh, and hey. 10 and a half point dogs. Yeah. Uh, and that's why yeah. New Mexico is my very last team in the bracket big uh, board field yeah. right now. Yeah. F, F off, Lobos. That's how I, because <laughs> I had there, there, the, yeah, I'm on tilt after that bullshit. Yeah, well, it's okay. Uh, Lundy's on tilt, but we're all about getting smart with Marquette tonight and the over. Number four. All right, number four, talk about getting smart. Let's go to the Harvard of the Midwest, and that is appropriately the Northwestern Wildcats. And I like them plus two and a half inside Welsh Ryan tonight at Evanston against the visiting Indiana Hoosiers, minus 110 at that MGM. I know what a lot of you are already thinking. Why on earth would I tail them after they just beat number one Purdue at home? They're due for a letdown, right? Uh, I would say not so fast. I am buying. I am believing in this Northwestern squad uh, who is 11 and 4 straight up at home this season and a team, remember, that beat Indiana in their house 
through the season, 84-83. to 83. They made seven triples in that game. Now, you look at Northwestern, exceptional defensive team in their home contest this season, top 45 of the nation, an effective field goal percentage defense, along with just 41.3% inside, and that's key against Trace Jackson Davis and 33.2% outside the arc. I look at Indiana, 4-5 on the road this season, so they've been up, they've been down, and they've been turnover prone, number 263 in turnover percentage offense. Uh, so those miscues mount up. I think they'll ultimately lose this game. They're also number 198 away from Bloomington, an effective field goal percentage offense, and number 218 in three point percentage D. So with Boo Booey, if Barry, if Adige show up from outside, Northwestern not only covers, they get another critical win against a net top 25 opponent. So fade or follow, Northwestern plus two and a half. Uh, I don't ever use this word, but they are indeed a lock right now for the NCAA tournament in the at-large, no matter what happens rest of season in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, do they add to the resume tonight uh, to solidify their already outstanding standing against IU minus 110 at BetMGM? Uh, no, they do not. Like many politicians, oh. this part of their resume was made up. Um, it, they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna lose. Here's here's what I'm banking on. I'm banking on the Hoosiers not committing 21 fouls, which is what they did in the first meeting that allowed Northwestern to shoot 28 free throws. Yeah, that to me is what's going to be the difference here. Northwestern got so many of their points at the stripe um, that I just and and look, it was a one point game. So I just don't think – I think Indiana is going to play smarter. I don't think they're going to get suckered into some of those fouls, especially shooting fouls that send Northwestern to the line. I think they back off of that. I think they play smarter. I think this is going to be a great matchup. Um, would I be surprised if you're right? Absolutely not. But I'm going to fade you on this one, and I'm going to hope that Indiana can keep the Wildcats off the stripe, be a little bit smarter on defense, not commit some stupid fouls, which I really think they did in the first one. 21 fouls. It, again, there were 40 fouls total called in the game. They were a little bit whistle happy, in my opinion. Yep. Um, and I know that that happens, but I think Indiana is going to play a little bit more disciplined this time, and that's going to keep Northwestern off the stripe. If that happens, I think Indiana ekes this one out, so I'm going to fade you. I'm doing it for the fighting Evan Eschmeyers. Uh, Eschmeyer, I believe, still has eligibility at Northwestern. Number three. All right, numero tres, let's go to the SEC and a matchup. Uh, it's going to be absolutely critical. More for the visiting team. Uh, though it is kind of a critical one, too, for the home team. Both these teams living right now in Bubbleville. Give me the Aggies of Texas A&M. Minus three at home down there and deep in the heart of Texas against Arkansas. Minus 110 at Bet MGM. You look at TMU this season. They are 12-1 straight up in home matchups, and they are number 11 in the nation and effective field goal percentage defense at home uh, and a team, too, uh, that is getting it done on the offensive glass. They're generating a second-chance opportunity over 35% of the time in those home matchups. Now, uh, this is revenge game on the mind. They lost 81-70 to in Fayetteville earlier this season. And in that game, they, again, dominated the offensive glass. Uh, they posted a ridiculous 47.1% or percentage in that game. But we're just, speaking of free throws, 14-24 to at the chair 
charity stripes. So hopefully uh, some of those freebies will fall tonight. Arkansas on the road, just two and five this season. They're only shooting 28.1% from distance and they're number 111 overall in effective field goal percentage offense have defended well, uh, but again, not putting ball through basket consistently and plus, uh, with Tamu and that revenge on the mind, I think they exact it and get it in the end. So, Vader follow Texas A&M, minus three against Arkansas, minus 110 at MGM. Hey, Buzz Williams has hair. Oh, you don't. Um, <laughs> yes, Guilty. I'll- uh, I will follow on this one. Just got a good feeling that A&M takes care of business. I think this could be about a half a dozen, maybe even upwards of eight uh, that they win this game by. I just think they pull. I just think they wind up pulling away late. Um, you know, insert Grady Dick joke yet again. Uh, Eric Musselman, a stock up on the Diet Cokes. Number two. All right, numero dos here on the Fade 5. Let's stay in the SEC matchup, and let's stick with the bubble theme because this is a massive one for NCAA tournament purposes. Uh, Winner may or may not get in. Loser may or may not be out and headed to the NIT. Both of these teams right now, on my bracket big board at ValleySports.com, are members of my last four in the projected field. So a lot, again, at stake here. Mississippi State. Laying the two and a half against Kentucky, uh, who has been a colossal disappointment, even without the Oscar Sheepway back on roster. But I'm going to lay the chalk here on the home team in Starkville and take the Bulldogs, who are going to pack a bite. And they certainly do that at home, where they are 12-1 and this year and a team that is tenacious defensively. Number five in the nation at home. An effective field goal percentage defense are giving up just 40.1% from two and 28. 4% from three. Uh, they played a slower pace, number 251 adjusted tempo. Uh, and you look to at uh, Kentucky, a team that's just not shooting the ball well. They're number 303 in effective field goal percentage offense uh, on the entirety of the season. And uh, one that uh, just not playing well on the road. They're three and four in those road contests right up. And number 301 in two point percentage offense in those road matchups, which is a bit perplexing when you know that Sheepway is in there grabbing all kinds of second chance opportunities. So given the defense of Mississippi State, given the fact too that uh, they have played well at home, they have won five straight games overall. I'm going to lay the chalk with the Bulldogs minus two and a half against Kentucky in a bubblicious bout. Minus 110 at MGM. Vader follow. Uh, I'm trusting you on this one. I don't really know a lot about the Bulldogs. Haven't really paid a lot of attention to them. It's ugly basketball. It really is. is. It? is it just, yep. So, so should we be thinking about the under then too? Is it going to be? Is it going to be that kind of game? I don't even know where the line sits. Hang on, give me a second. Talk amongst yourselves. What is it about? It. it I, I'm going to guess it's at what, like 129, 130. It's something? going to be. It's at 128 currently okay. at DraftKings. So it's uh, it's not the highest of over under no. lines. So that might again. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm following just because I'm gonna trust you. You're on a he, 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 heater with your college basketball. You cooled off a little heater! bit. I went seven to two last night on the spreadsheet. Gave, wait a minute. Who gave you open flame? Why are you walking around with a barbecue lighter? Uh, I have no idea, but I need to grill some burgers right now, and I need to grill up some winners as well. Get it done, Bulldogs of Mississippi State. Number one. 
Uh, let's go back to the SEC. I-, I told you it's loaded tonight in that conference. And the mother of all matchups has to be Alabama in Knoxville because the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm going to side with Roll Tide plus three, minus 110 at MGM. Uh, you got to pinch your nose because this is a very fishy line. If you've seen Volunteers basketball here of late, uh, and if you have, you might want to consult an optometrist because they cannot freaking score. Uh, they are one in three since February 1st, number 100 overall, according to Bart Torvik's efficiency rankings, and number 358 during that stretch. Let me repeat that number 358, an effective field goal percentage offense. Still defending at an exceptionally high rate, but they're netting just 41.1% from two and 28.0% from three in their last four games. Alabama, in my opinion, barred on the best team in the nation. That's why I fired off on a plus 900 national title future at BetMGM this week. Uh, they are 8-1, and one, unbelievably, away from Tuscaloosa. Number one as well away from Tuscaloosa in those games. An effective field goal percentage defense. Respectable number 48 and adjusted offensive efficiency. And they get to the free throw line and cash in number 11 in those road matchups and free throw rate. Uh, so their only loss this season at Oklahoma, uh, that was an off night. Remember, they turned around, they beat Vanderbilt by roughly, I don't know, 1,000 points uh, and exercised some demons there. I think Alabama, they may not win this thing. Tennessee uh, may get a, a key victory here that could jump them up a seed line to the two line, ultimately. But plus three for the best team in the nation? I take that all diggity day long. Minus 110 at BetMGM. Lundy, fade or follow. I don't like how fishy this line is. It's a weird one. This is weird, man. This is sometimes the algorithms are right. I'm just ooh, ooh boy. Can I alt line uh, it instead? Sure, you can. I kind of feel like maybe I want to alt line it, and then I also want to take the total up and then take the under. Mm. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you put it up to like I, five and a half. Yeah, I could see bumping it up to there because I think Bama can keep Tennessee under. Uh, you know, I I think they can keep them under what 75, 74 points, maybe something down. They can even lower than that. Keep them under the seventy. I just I just think they can keep. I think Bama can keep them down on the defensive standpoint. So I kind of like. I might even stay away from the spread and just play the total in this one. I might even I might even just avoid it altogether because you're 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 scaring me with how fishy this line is, dude. I ain't happy. I'm not happy, Brad. I'm not happy with the fact that we're sitting at three and a half. Well, you know what's going to be a fast-paced game because that's how Alabama plays. They are frenetic in pace. 147.5 is the total. You got a strong gut feel on that over? No, no. I'm going to go the other way. Oh, okay. Play. Well, play that's, it that's up what I'm and take that's the That's what I'm saying. I think, I, I think what I would want to do is maybe take Bama, to your point, take Bama to about a 5.5 or maybe even a 6.5 and, and then bump that total from 147, maybe get myself a 4- or 5-point cushion, see if I can stay close to even money. Um, I, I, I think that's probably more the direction that I would try to go with this one. Just just a gut feel. Uh, this is a little bit of a Lundy TYG here. Because um, this line this line's fishy, dude. Something ain't right in Knoxville, okay? I mean, there's a lot of things not right about Knoxville, but don't really get me into, <laughs> you know, if you hear, if you hear banjos, run. Um, so I'm just, I, okay. I, um, 
I, I, I like the idea of Bama cover, and I think I just want to get myself a little bit of a cushion um, and give up a little bit of that juice. Either either do an OGP with the total or bump up Bama a little bit and pair it with something else. Like, uh, you know how you, you know how I, I faded you with between Northwestern and IU, but you could take Northwestern up a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. You could buy All you could buy up. a buffer there. That might not be a bad way to go. All right. Anyway, I'm rambling, but that's just kind of my overall feel here with this one. All right, pinch your nose and consume that deep-fried catfish. I'm all about Alabama. And guess what, Lundy? It's bonus time. Who else you slapping your tail for in the waters of the sports betting universe tonight? Uh, Maybe some hockey, uh, maybe some NBA, or some additional college basketball. What do you got on your cart? Uh, Let me give you a couple here. One, um, I kind of like what I'm seeing uh, out of the New York Rangers as they go on the road to take on the Vancouver Canucks this evening on the late night tip from a hockey standpoint, as that is the West Coast uh, of Canada, of America's hat. Uh, Give me the Rangers, and I'm actually, I don't do this often. I'm going to roll with the puck line with them, folks. I will take that at DraftKings right now. You can get that at a plus 130. Sticking to the ice, here's a three-leg money line for you this evening. Give me Toronto, Edmonton, and Tampa Bay. Give me all three of those on the money line. It is a cool plus 143 if they get the job done. Each of those teams, by the way, straight money line, you're looking at a minus 200 or higher. One last one for you on the ice. Tage Thompson of Buffalo, who has just been a sensation this year. Damn it, that kid's fun to watch uh, when he's playing. His over-under on shots tonight against Anaheim is at three and a half, and I'm playing the over at a minus 120. Now, those of you that are puckheads like I am are saying to yourself, "What, what, Nate, what the hell are you talking about? Thompson has not been over that number except one time in his last seven games. He's only gone over three and a half one time. Ah, yes, but gentle hockey fans, he's playing the Anaheim Ducks, and no one gives up more shots on goal in the National Hockey League than the Ducks of Anaheim. So I'm playing the over on that one. Like I said, juice slightly at a minus 120. And then, Brad, let's go back to the Joker for two different plays. First and foremost, for him to have, he's averaging a triple-double, as many people know, if you've been paying attention to the four-letter, they've been talking about that a lot. Um, At DraftKings, for him to have a triple-double tonight against Dallas, Brad, is a minus 140. But over at BetMGM, it's a plus 100. Oh, that is a 40-point swing in our favor, and I will play that tonight, and I will only play it at BetMGM at the plus money. To give you an idea, folks, uh, the last game that Jokic played for a triple-double, he was a plus 135 at BetMGM. Now he's down to a plus 100. They are expecting him to uh, step it up, shall we say, in this matchup against Luka, Kyrie, and the Mavs. So I will take that one. And then, Brad, this is – remember I told you that he screwed me earlier this week? Yep. uh, By not attempting a three-pointer. I am going back to the well with the exact same SGP that I did on Monday of this week. I am doing it again. I need one made three, and I need one blocked shot. If you SGP that at DraftKings, it is a plus 235. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let me remove my belt. Uh, that's kind of sexy. I like that quite that, a bit. On Monday, I got it at plus 200, and he got me the block. He didn't get me the made three because he didn't even take an attempt. So, obviously, I missed out on that one. 
But all I need is one and done in each stat column, and it is a plus 235 payday. And again, I, I just feel, look, Denver has won 20 of their last 21 games at home. This Dallas team is going to give them all they can handle. Um, I don't know how that home streak is going to go, especially if there's no Aaron Gordon and no Jamal Murray. But if there's no Aaron Gordon and no Jamal Murray, then it all falls on Jokic, as it has been most of the season. So I think he's going to be a one-man stat machine. So give me that one-game parlay there, and that is my bonus time, brother. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get after it right now. I'm going to stick with the NBA first. Uh, give me the over on Terry Rozier points scored against the Spurs, uh, who are the dregs of the keg, the worst defensive team in the NBA. That number is uh, sitting at 22 and a half, minus 125 at BetMGM. Rozier of the Charlotte Hornets has done this in five of his last seven games. The guy is jacking a ton of shots, though the percentages aren't the greatest. He's only shooting 41.3% from the floor overall, 30 33.3% from outside, but he's taking close to 20 shots per game. Uh, remember way back in October, he had 24 against San Antonio, who ranks in their last 10 games. Again, dead last NBA and points per game allowed. They give it up 126.9, and also they are giving up 1.200 points per possession on the year. That's stunningly bad. So I think Terry Rozier goes off. Uh, let's go ahead and get the Team Rebels parlay play today. We hit it yesterday, man. It was like plus 463 or something like that. So hopefully you tailed us on that. I'm going to try to run it back. A little bit lighter juice today. But again, we're just trying to build the bank royal. All money lines all the time. And on this uh, four-legger, I've got UCSB at home taking on uh, UCI. That's Irvine. I think uh, the Gauchos take care of business. Uh, one of the best teams in the Big West. San Diego State, the front runners in the Mountain West Conference are at Fresno State. Fresno is lousy offensively. Nearly number 300 in effective field goal percentage offense in home games of this season. So they can't football through basket. Give me Stephen F. Austin. Uh, they're playing Tarleton State, who's won just two games. They're two and ten away from West Texas, and they're number 343 in those away games, an effective field goal percentage offense, and last and certainly not least, in a game that has a lot of meaning for A-10 fans out there, I'm going to take St. Louis at home against Davidson. No Steph Curry, no longer is Jack and Threes. Uh, for the Wildcats, uh, who stand right now 11-13 overall and just 4-8 in conference. So St. Louis at home uh, should be able to slam the door. So uno, dos, tres, cuatro, mi amigos, uh, plus 290 at DraftKings on that Team Huevos parlay play of the day. Elsewhere in college basketball, a couple more plays for it before we get out of here. Florida State, plus 10 at Clemson. Clemson sucks. Uh, right now, they're squarely on the bubble. There's no doubt about it. But a team that is number 187 overall since late January, according to Bart Torvik's advanced analytics, turnovers have been a problem. And their three-point percentage, D, they're giving up 39.8% during that stretch. And you look at Florida State uh, on the road this season, they're shooting 36.1% from three. So the great equalizer could be the difference in this one. I wouldn't be shocked at all, Florida State. All of a sudden won that game on the road there at Little John. So I like uh, Florida State plus 10. And then last game in college basketball, UMass Lowell. Caca! 
the Skyhawks plus three at Bryant. Uh, this is going to be an Nip and Tuck and high scoring game. No question about that. Uh, you look at UMass Lowell number two in conference and adjusted offense efficiency and pretty decent defensively. Number five, an effective field goal percentage defense. Got a ton of second chance opportunities. They're seven and seven on the road this season. Nothing to scoff at there. Playing exceptional defense away from Massachusetts and they're shooting 77.3% at the charity stripe. Uh, turnovers have been a problem for Bryant uh, this year, uh, though they shoot the three well and they also shoot the freebies well. Uh, to boot. So it's going to be nip and tuck. You're going to have to, you know, pat the forward and you're going to be sweating this out. But I think the ca- the Skyhawks, caca again, plus three, get the cover on the road at Bryant. Uh, I got to light the uh, heater yet again. We're out of time here on the Fade 5 podcast. Uh, please drop us a rating review at your convenience uh, and feed or follow us on the Twitter. Check out Lundy and all his free spreadsheet picks at 8 Lundy. I do the same damn thing at Noisy Huevos. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.